Today we come to the end of our, of our study here in 1 John. We have gone verse by verse all the way, start to finish, all the way through it. So if you've been here and been attending, uh, you've traveled all the way through this letter of 1 John. Today we're going to come uh, to the end of it, and we really come to the, to the end at a most excellent place. And that's really the only word I could use to describe the end of this letter. We've, got, we've gone, we started week after week, we've traveled through it, and we come to a conclusion in the most excellent place. Now remember the, the context. Remember in this letter, John as an old man has had to write in defense of the truth. And that's what this letter is. Well, what is the letter of 1 John? Well, that's what it is. John is now an old man. He's an old apostle. And he has had to write this letter in defense of the truth. False teachers have come and they are changing the gospel. They're saying it, it, it includes other things to be saved. And so they're changing the gospel. More than that, they're changing the understanding of who Christ is. Uh, they're changing the reality, the truth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, again, John has stood up. Again, he has had to, to have been bold. And he has, again, had to have had to upheld the truth. And that truth has a name, it is Jesus. And, and that, that is, that is the, the, really the point to this letter. John is an old man. John has served as a pastor. He is an apostle. He has committed his life to Jesus Christ. And we see him, he again has to stand up to defend the truth, and the truth is Jesus Christ. Men, we live in an age where our foundations are crumbling. 2018, our foundations, things that once stood, things that were once bedrock that you could count on. We live in an age when our foundations are, are crumbling. We live in an age when the world is absolutely spinning out of control. Every day I hear things that are, that are totally unbelievable. We live in a day when, when wickedness and vileness and darkness are all around us. And sometimes it's hard not to get, to get scared or to get fearful. It looks like the darkness is pressing in. Our homes, look, look today, our homes are suffering today. Our, our marriages are suffering today. And we've learned to put on these fake faces and these smiles. Our, our marriages are suffering. Our kids are suffering. Our poor kids, the, the, the onslaught of garbage that's, that's surrounding our kids, our kids are suffering today. And honestly, we are drowning in this day. And we can say, you know what, we've got great things and we've got things we never had and our standard of living may be better than our parents and our grandparents. We are absolutely drowning in this day. And more than ever, our hope alone is in the truth. And that truth still has a name today and it is still Jesus. Listen, our, our hope today be very sure. I, I watch all this crazy stuff. Our hope today is not in the government. Our hope today is not in a politician of any brand. Our hope today is not in social progress. Our hope today is not in community improvement. Our hope is not in an education, in a, in a higher education, some, some sort of higher learning. Our hope today is not in wealth. It is not in status. It is not in success. It is not in the military. Our hope alone is in Jesus Christ, the truth. Here's the good news. Listen. We have our hope, and our hope still stands. 
I look around today and it is so discouraging to see where we're living at today, to see the things I have to address with my kids that didn't even exist 20 years ago. But I want to tell you, listen to this. The good news is this. We have our hope and our hope still stands. Last week we looked at verses 18, 19, and 21. And if you remember, we set out verse 20. I believe we read it, but we set it out to to use today. And today we're going to finish with this verse, verse 20, this single verse. And again, I believe it is the most excellent finish. Let me read verse 20 and then we'll go back and we'll talk about it. Here's the last verse of our study. It says this. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I want to read that verse one more time. It says this, and we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. Last sentence, this is the true God and eternal life. Here's the question. What do we know? What do we know? All of these ideas, all of these versions today that are called the truth, all of these lies that are put out today, what do we know? That is the question. What do we actually know? What do we know? Here's what the verse says. We know that the Son of God has come. We know that the Son of God has come. At the garden, the Messiah was promised. The seed of the woman would come and would crush the serpent's head. In Abraham, the Messiah was promised. His seed will be a blessing, the Bible says, to all nations. In, in the prophets, the Messiah was foretold. Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. In the Old Testament, a Savior is sought. And Isaiah says, oh, that God would rend the heavens and that he himself would come down. And in the good news of the gospel, in the good news of Jesus Christ, we know the Son of God has come. Friends, I want to tell you today, we have our hope. We have our Savior. And if I know anything and if we know anything, it is that we know the Son of God has come. People are looking today for answers. They're looking today for hope. They're looking for some way to fill a void. They're wondering where they're going to find peace. Listen, we know the Son of God, the Messiah, has come. It says this, continues on. And he has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And he has given us, we know the Son of God has come, and he has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. Now now listen to this very carefully. How do we know God? How do we know the Father? It is through the Son. That's That's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How do you know God? How do you know the Father? It is through the Son. Luke chapter 10 verse 22 says the only way to the Father, only way to know the Father is to know the Son. John chapter 14 verse 6 says no one comes to the Father but through the Son. Here's what we know. We know the Messiah has come. We know that he has given us knowledge and understanding so that we may know him. This is what the verse says. Who is true? We may know him who is true. Be sure, follow with me right here. 
in the Messiah, we can know God. And so the flip side of that is this. You can't know God apart from the Messiah. And so think about that for a second. You know, the only way you're going to know God is to know the Messiah. And if you do not know the Messiah, you do not know God. But here's the good news of the gospel. So the God of great love, the God of, of, of creation, the powerful God, our, our holy God, pristine, our pure God, our marvelous, matchless God, I can know him through the Messiah. In fact, I'll just tell you this. I know him through the Messiah. Can you imagine that? We can know God through the Messiah. Says the one who is true. The one who is true. All of this false, and this is why John has had to stop, stand back up to speak. All of these lies. And it says, I know the one who is true. I know the one who is true. Now it gets better from there and it says this. And we are in him who is true. I know the one who is true and we are in him who is true. Now what that means is this. We do not just know about God. We do not just know facts about God, information about God. We know God through the Messiah, but we are also in him. Now let me, let me just break that down to our language. A sorry sinner like me, like myself, I can know God but more than that, I am in fellowship with God through the Messiah. That's insane. That's insane. You know what? God should want no part of me. God, I said this a million times. He should have written me off a long time ago. But because of the Messiah, I can not only know God, I am in God. It says it for the second time here, who is true? Who is true? All of the faults, all of the lies, I know the one who is true. I am in the one who is true. And then here's the best part, I believe, of the whole verse. And that's why I think this is the most excellent ending. It says this. Here's his name. Listen. In his son, Jesus Christ. And we know that the son of God has come. What do you know? That. And has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is in true. In his son, Jesus Christ. Let me, let me ask you this. Why is there an attack on the gospel there is today? Why, why is there an attack on Jesus today? And the Mormons come along and say, we believe in Jesus, but it's a different Jesus. All these folks want to distort Jesus. Why is there an attack on the gospel? Why is there an attack on Jesus? Why has John so eagerly stood back up to defend the truth? It's because of this. Listen, it all comes down to Jesus. If you hear nothing out of this, it all comes down to Jesus. That's why we sing about Jesus. That's why we worship Jesus. That's why we go out to tell you about Jesus. Everything comes down to Jesus. Everything hinges on Jesus. The Son of God has come. Guess what? His name is Jesus. The sought-after Savior has come, the Messiah. His name is Jesus. The Savior for your sin, the remedy for your sin problem, His name is Jesus. The only hope you're ever going to have, His name is Jesus. The way to know God, His name is Jesus. The way to God, His name is Jesus. The truth, the Bible says, His name is Jesus. Listen, it all comes down to Jesus. Well, let's distort it a little bit and see how it turns out. Well, let's shake it up and change it a little bit and see how it turns out. Listen, our only hope today is in Jesus. Last sentence. 
This is the true God and eternal life. Now, this is, this is pretty profound. All these false teachings, all these false gospels, and John says this. This is the true God and eternal life. Same person. He's talking about Jesus. Hear me very carefully today. You want to know God? Oh, I'd like to know God. I'd like to have a relationship with him. I'd like to know my creator. You want to know God? You want to have peace with God? You want to know the truth? You know, I'm sick of the versions of the truth. I'm sick of truth that, that lead you somewhere astray. Have you had enough of the faults yet? Do you want to know the truth? Do you want to have eternal life? The remedy for sin. Life where death once stood, forgiveness where guilt once stood. Do you want to have restoration? Do you want to have renewal? Do you want to have redemption? Friend, it all comes back. Well, then you're going to want to know Jesus. You're going to want to know Jesus. Man, this is the most excellent finish. Today, people come along, and this is our day. And people come along and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what you believe, does it? You know what, in the name of tolerance, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know what, it, it really doesn't matter. Just believe what you want. I hear it all the time. People say, you know what, close enough is good enough, isn't it? Isn't close enough good enough? Isn't it the right idea? Or today, more than any day, people are saying, you know what, any, any old way will do. There's, there's many ways to be saved. And I'm just glad they found one way. You know what, somebody can find a different way. Or there's folks today say, you know what, all people are going to be saved. There's not a real, a real hell anyway. There's not a coming judgment anyway. If you die, you're going to be saved anyway. Some folks come along today and say, you know what, as long as you have faith, and we're people of faith, and we celebrate faith, and as long as you have faith, it's going to be fine. And listen, the truth of it is this. It is only in Jesus Christ. The only way you're ever going to have eternal life is in Jesus Christ. The only way you're going to have the forgiveness of your sin, you'll carry your sin and you'll bear the punishment apart from Jesus Christ. The only truth is Jesus Christ. Now, here's the good news. In fact, it's the greatest news. We have Jesus Christ. That's what John was saying here. You know what? The only hope is the truth of Jesus, but we have Jesus Christ. We're going to end this study, and I'm going to tell you the truth. The good news is this. We have Jesus Christ. And you're sitting here today saying, you know what? I'm tired of my sin. I'm tired of the, the, the chaos of my sin. I'm tired of not knowing if I, what's going to happen if I have eternal life. Listen, it is all settled in the person of Jesus Christ. He loves you. He loves me. Don't know why. Some of y'all are worse than me. Don't know why. He comes. and He does not sin. He does not sin the pure Lamb of God. Because he doesn't sin, he's able to have my sin, your sin, placed on him. The Bible says he actually becomes our sin. My rebellion, my sorriness, my sin. He carries it to the cross of Calvary where I should have carried it. They nail him to a cross. They beat him, the Bible says, until he's not the form of a man. You couldn't tell who he was. They, they pulled the beard out of his face. They took a crown of thorns and they pushed it into his head. You say you're a king, put on your crown. They nail him to a cross, and as the perfect lamb of God, his blood begins to run out. And it runs down his brow, and it runs down his elbows, and it drips off his feet, and it pulls there at the, at the foot of the cross. And the lamb is slain for my sin, your sin. They take him off of that cross, and the penalty's paid. And they put him in a grave. They, they wrap him up, and they put him in a borrowed grave. And those folks say, you know what, the cause is over. 
It's all passed by. He's dead. He's gone. They put him in a grave. And on three days later, Easter Sunday morning, the day we celebrate, the sun comes up and there's two angels and say, why do you look for the living among the dead? The tomb is empty. He is not here for he has risen. Jesus stands as the victor, the savior, the king, the risen lamb. And he says this, you know what? If you'll put your faith in that, you will be saved. Get good enough, you're not gonna do it. Clean yourself up, not gonna happen. But if you'll put your faith in me, you will be saved. Listen, it all comes back to Jesus. The good news is we have Jesus. If you've never put your faith in Christ, I'm gonna tell you, I'd do it right now. I'd sell it right now. I wouldn't wait for somebody. I'd say, Lord, come into my heart, save me, forgive me. And I would claim Jesus as my Savior. If you're here and you've made that decision, you know what? I would bust out of these doors with a different perspective. I would bust out of these doors with a different hope to a sorry and lost and dying world covered in darkness and say, let me tell you about the light we have in Jesus Christ. We should never be the same because we have Jesus. The most excellent finish. Glad you're here. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'll lead this in a word of prayer. Glad you are here. Dear Father, we come, and I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful not for a denomination. I'm thankful not for legalism. I'm thankful not for the plans of a man. I'm thankful for not for the system of religion. I'm thankful for Jesus. Thankful for my hope that is well secured in him, grounded in him, stands in him. I'm thankful for the forgiveness of my sin. As far as the east is from the west, removed from me, I'm thankful for redemption, restoration, renewal. I'm thankful for a coming day when I will stand in your presence and there'll be no more sin and no more death and no more sorrow and no more tears to wipe away and free from sin forevermore, we'll worship Jesus. I pray that that would shape me now. I pray that that would change me now. I pray that we would be agents of that truth now, that we would point people to the hope that we have in Christ. Lord, we end this men's lunch by saying, we love you, we praise you, and we worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.